Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Jared Barnes talking the first week out of the All-Star break in Major League Baseball. We get Jared's thoughts on the first half. We talk All-Star game since we haven't recorded an episode since before the Home Run Derby. We do some Phillies talk, some Pirates talk. Stadium snacks, bleacher creatures. Then we field some questions from Matty D and Greg. It was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think in the comments. Make sure to give us any questions that you guys have. Shoot us a DM, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Leave a comment on ThunderBlogSports.com on one of our many great blogs. And make sure to let us know what you think. If you leave us a five-star review... We will be sure to give you a shout out. We'll try to read the review if it's uh, if it's pretty funny. Try to roast us or give us something unique that way. But again, enjoy this week's episode, guys. Let us know what you think, and here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star re- review, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me from the Command Center is my man, Jared Barnes. How are you, my friend? Jordy, 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 how is you? It's another Thursday night here in Philadelphia. And Another to, rainy Thursday night. And to ask our crowd here, our uh, softball slash kickball team, uh, did we play softball tonight? No. That's right. In uh, 11 weeks, we've played three, count them, three softball games. Yeah. I've one of to... which I umpired and played. Never asked that question. I've gotten to sub in on some other games, so I've gotten to uh, add on to the feed for myself. Other parks in Philadelphia allow beer, not the ones that we play softball at. So I've gotten... Got a little bonus on my uh, extra softball. I'm play. glad you ended that with onus, then with er. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all right. Well, we're not here to talk about our softball team because that would be a very, very niche episode of the podcast. We are be. here to talk about baseball. First one since the second half started. Yeah. And Jared, we missed you on the All Star Game pod. So, what did you think of everything? First half, All Star break. Give me your breakdown. So, as always, I will have to say with the first half. The hottest team in baseball, right before the All-Star break, in July, all-time, is those battling Buckos. If you take a look at it, take a look at the stats, I don't have them in front of me. It's just interesting. Every single year, the Pirates are the hottest team in baseball before the All-Star break, and then they fizzle out. And that's all I can say with that. It's like, you know, we're, we're lighting it, cannonball coming through, and then it's a wet fuse. Since the All-Star break... You know, that's about how we've been. Yeah. First half of the season, kind of what we talked about going into it. However, it's it's one of those where, you know, we're here in Philly. We get to see what the Phillies have been doing pretty personally, which has been a great thing. I mean, opening, pretty awesome. Yeah. Opening day, you know, they came out with a bang. They ended it with a bang when it came to the All-Star break. However, you look at the All-Star game, once again, the AL has come in and they are dominant in the All-Star game. Yeah, it's it's interesting seeing where that where the American League comes in because yeah. in theory, 
you know they have they obviously have the mm-hmm. full time DH, mm-hmm. but in theory you're still adding the next best reserve that wasn't voted in, so it shouldn't make a difference that way. But but their starters came out a little better. Justin Verlander versus Hyunjin Ryu of the Dodgers, and I mean they just they had the more timely hits. It's I mean now that it doesn't really matter. It's at the end of the day it's it you know it's kind of all over the place. We got Greg to watch after yep. we got him to there admit. Which, by the way, Greg, you used to talk all this shit in high school when it mattered. Oh, the American League, we have home field advantage. And so you watched the All-Star game. I forgot this while we were recording it, but I remembered it after. Anyway, but to your point, it's they, the American League knows how they come into this. They know how to figure it out. I don't know if it's just continuing Alex mm-hmm. Cora over. Uh, what? Thank you. Dave Roberts. Thank you to our our guests out there. We got a puppy chewing on a lemon tree right now. You shouldn't be doing that. It's not good for you, Cooper. We have special guest Cooper. This is not the first time we've had a dog in the audience, but first time for Cooper. So welcome, Cooper. Yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I I missed a little bit of it. The All-Star Game is, is, I think the Major League League Baseball All-Star Game is my favorite of the four. I think think it's clearly the best. Greg and I got into a little bit of a tiff with this. Well, you know. But, you know, that well, I, I, I take a look at it, too. I mean, myself, Mike, who's in the in the command center here tonight, along with Joe and Lauren, I mean, me and Mike and Seth actually talked about, you know, who we taking the over and the under with. We said over seven runs. Oh, no, we all – I parlayed over oh, seven you runs. Did. you did. And the National League and both – we got close to the National League on okay. the over. But with uh, the win, I said National League was the win. Got, we got the oh, – you, you and uh, Josh Bell, though, he hit it. Josh Bell hit. had to first hit it again. He's my captain. He was my captain on draft ca- on a daily fantasy site. I am the captain now. Yes. I am the captain Um, um Yes, on daily fantasy site that since we no longer have a sponsor that's run through it, we will not say their name. Um, <laughs> we'll edit that out in the end. Yeah. I said the beginning of it. They People that know me know what I play. Uh, follow us. You can find out what I'm playing on. Exactly. Because I tweet about it all the time because I'm a degenerate. Anyway. <sighs> Home Run Derby, though. Yeah. Oh. Greg and I didn't get to talk about it because we recorded it right before the Home Run Derby. I gave a little uh, little emergency reaction. How incredible was it, Jared? At this Vladdy, point, Vladdy, Vladdy Jr., 9,100% more home runs than me. Oh, yeah. I've had one I, career home run in baseball. I got to say. Vladdy with 91? Yeah. He should have won on that merit alone. I think you put him in next year, he's hitting over 100. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting there. There's a lot of people that are really upset that, you know, he hit 91 home runs, he didn't win. It's more, this is at least more validity than the Justin the Justin uh, Morneau win over Josh Hamilton. We have, we have, we a, have, hand a, we have a hand up. What's up, our, Mike? Our friend Mike. Talk at us. Mike, come talk into the mic. But I no, but as you're coming over, I think it has more validity than the Justin Justin Morneau win because it's a bracket format. You win, you know, you win against you win against who you're put up against. And for those that said for those that said that, you know, the other side of the bracket was weak, you Vladimir should have faced Christian Yelich and he pulled out and he faced Matt Chapman. So that's all I'll say about that. But Mike, welcome. What is your point on the home run derby? You mentioned that you're disappointed that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did not win because he by far more total home runs. Than but I, I'm in the, the camp. I'm in the camp that it's a bracket. So However, Pete Alonso batted second every single time. Yes, and he never had to use his. He whole never time. had to use his whole time because he won each round before the time ended. 
Yes. Additionally, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. also went into a triple tiebreaker, yes, which adds more possible possible times to hit home runs. Correct. So there, exactly. there should not be a full disappointment on. Oh no! It was overall, no. the oh, night is what's going to be home run. the night is what's going to be remembered, home run. and that's it's great for baseball. First and foremost, it's great for baseball that it's in a time where how what was it July seventh, two days earlier you had Kawhi Leonard sign or a day oh, yeah. earlier you had Kawhi Leonard signing with the Clippers and Paul George getting traded there, and baseball can retake that spot that the NBA and the NFL have firmly placed themselves throughout the twelve month calendar is yeah. One of them is the most talked about thing, and baseball is mm-hmm. for that two-day period where nothing else is granted is going on. But the fact that it's the most talked about thing, it's must-watch TV. Mm-hmm. This is what I said to Greg, that the Home Run Derby is more much-watched TV than the basketball skills competition, yep. unless you're a basketball junkie. Same with the hockey skills competition. The dunk contest, depending on who's in it, might be. But the Home Run Derby, you can say partly because there's nothing else on, but that it's, it's must-watch TV. What do we do as children? We try to hit bombs. We try to hit bombs. We try to be Big Al and hit dingers. And that's the thing. Growing up, growing up, we try to do home run derby. I remember doing that. I used to swing a 34-31 yeah. just to get a little more pop on it. My summer camp, to this day, plays their baseball games as second base is home plate. Wow. Home plate is second base and reverse the bases that way so that you're hitting balls over the backstop. And it's called home run derby. They don't play actual baseball. You play with the softball, with the with the big metal or the big barrel softball bats. Try to hit that because yeah. that's what people want to do. Exactly. Little kids do it. They give them tennis balls instead of it. That's what we did. But that's a really good point, actually. One thing um, I'd like to add in the All Star festivities, it truly was with the home run derby and the All Star game combined was the epitome of Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, the All Star game was. Really, strikeout dominated. A pitcher's mm-hmm. duel. Yeah. High velocity, which means high strikeouts, yep. which means low runs, which means not a lot of action. Yeah. Not a lot of balls in play, and that you, when you see a All Star Game MVP in Shane Bieber because he struck out the side, you know it wasn't an, ex- an exciting game. Oh yeah. Well, it's very Homer centric, in my opinion. And giving it to him. It's the it's that the... Def- definitely played a part because there were other pitchers that had. Just as good of an outing, uh, but it's it's just very frustrating to see how Major League Baseball has turned into a game of mm-hmm. the true outcomes, and it's not as entertaining. But is it the triple outcome? Game. Is what they refer to it as? It's the true. The outcomes. true outcomes because yeah. it's the it's the three outcomes that yeah. the hitter can do with independence uh, independent of fielders. Yes, and it's. It's turning some fans away, I'd, I'd have to say. Yeah, it's it's that's a really good point, actually. That it's, it, it hits the epitome of it. I think, though, the home run derby helps. Yeah, I think, at does. the very least. Um, we also would be remiss of not discussing the, the Rob Manfred, I don't know if the ju- balls are juiced. First off, if I know if any ball is juiced this year, it's the softballs we're using in PSL. Because they're harder... <laughs> Than what we used last year, and they're flying out, and that's why we don't have home runs anymore at Clemente or Francisville. No, it's because somebody, somebody's car got hit with a foul ball in the parking lot that they're paying to park in. Andrew! Yeah. These are... DiMaggio. Great. Uh, apologies for the, the inside jokes you may not understand. Yeah, <laughs> but our, our rec league softball 
banned home runs because pedestrians were getting hit. It was a liability. Quote, unquote. Which, I was going to ask you this. I love the fact that Major League Baseball, their Twitter account has basically just become like, fuck the trolls and just trolling right back at them. Oh, I like that. Because right after that home run derby, they had... In the SpongeBob, every other letter's a capital. Nice. The, Vlad does only hit eight home runs. And Tuesday night, when Bryce Harper hits the line drive to, for the Phillies to win, overrated. Pretty it's much. basically, it's, much. as you were just doing with that, it's basically just the trolling of the, the SpongeBob. We Spon- didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. And visual meme there, Jared doing doing the, the SpongeBob. If you haven't seen that, SpongeBob's doing like the curl back and yeah. all the upper and lowercase letters. But yeah, I, I love. I still it, the state of baseball is another conversation in in, in and of itself that well, we can I, certainly get into. But Mike made a really good point of that. Mike's it's a very back. good, a very there's, good there's epitome one of it. Easy way to figure out if the balls have changed. Take a saw and cut them in half this year. It's a good point to too. Last year, yeah. or go back to when Seelig's name was on the ball, and you could look at it a couple years. He almost ago. said Seelig's balls. Yeah. He almost did. He caught himself. He's. He's better well, than know. we are. Visual meme, Bud Selig doing the, the no, I don't know. No, no, no. The 2002 boss. All-Star game. Um, yeah, you know. But anyway, so that was a, an extended version. That was. We didn't get a chance really to talk about it because I've been basically housekeeping. I've had a new job. Greg's been traveling. I've had a little bit of travel. Well, I'll have some travel, so we'll have to figure out scheduling with it. Jared's been very gracious to host me once again. Always. So we had to talk. We had to talk a little All Star game. So thank you. I know it's been a week since that, so you probably have heard this if you're a baseball junkie, like we all are. But we had to talk about it a little bit, so we appreciate it. But into the into the first week since the All Star break, Jared, it's been interesting. And you mentioned it. We've seen the Phillies up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit. But let's jump right into it. Hot and cold teams. Mm-hmm. You want to start NL or AL? Uh, let me pull some up because you know I'm always terrible at this. So let's start with the AL. Okay. I'll pick mine first. I'm going to go with the Oakland Athletics. Okay. This is a team that we talked about a lot with the Houston Astros at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for them to pop off, and they certainly have. They're in oh, first place oh, by four oh, and a half games. They're popping off? They are now a – I'm trying to do the math in my head. They're one game back and wins, four games behind the Yankees and losses – so that's uh, two and a half games back for the best record in the American League. Oakland, though, is red hot right now. They are eight and two coming out coming out of the All Star break. Their run differential is actually greater than the Houston Astros. They have scored more runs. And this is what when Seth and I met mm-hmm. to talk about the American League West at the beginning of the year. This is something that we 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 talked about. We postulated yeah. of of what would the Oakland A's do. And this is something where Matt Chapman was a little banged up after doing the home run derby. But he has done very well for himself. He's batting 279. He's 22 homers. Matt Olson's having a great year. And I feel like we're just starting to see where this team can go with how hot they've been. Chris Davis only has 16 home runs right now. Chris with a K. Chris with a K. Not, not, not the Chris crash. Davis that we get free free shots in Baltimore for. Yeah. Um, but I think they're they're really putting together their pitching staff is looking really good, and it's Billy Bean, so we don't know what we'll see in the next thirteen days. Yep, we're recording this on July eighteenth uh, before the trade deadline, so we don't know if he'll try to buy, if he'll find some sort of value deal. We don't really know what the the proper analytics approach to a single de- deadline is. No waiver wire. Yeah. Um, but I think they're in a really good spot right now mm-hmm. of. 
being right in that chase. They're right now the second wild card team ahead of the Red Sox and the Indians, who are also red hot. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see where they go because I thought last year with them getting in, yep. falling short against the Yankees, that good Yankee team, uh, as they probably should have yeah. because the Yankees were just that good last year. It's good to see that they're back to it because they started off so slow. Yeah. So, I mean, you talked about Cleveland. I mean, there's two other teams that are just as hot right now, quote-unquote, as yeah. the A's. You have those Cleveland Wahoos themselves, or you have Kansas City. Kansas City has won their last four games as yes. well. Now, granted, they have a ne- negative 71 run differential. So we love talking about – we love giving the, the the dog its due. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Because you point. have to because they've – They've done very well for themselves, and they're all selling themselves very well, all those players, Correct. as potential trade bait. You know, but to your point, though, they're 36-62 and 62 overall, 367 uh, winning percentage. But Cleveland, I mean, they are right – actually, if you look at the AL overall, they're 54-40, and 40, seven games back, um, technically quote-unquote tied with Oakland mm-hmm. with that, but they're also very hot right now as well. So if we go into the team – Oh, yeah, there, you're right. Yeah, by the uh, you know, by, games back, yeah. Yep. You know, taking a look at them overall, um, they're looking at right now, they're plus 37 a run differential. Um, I always take a look at that. That's important to me. No, it's huge. Because yeah. the expected wins loss yep. and the 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 luck factor, yep. which right now, if I had to guess, I don't have, Yahoo does not provide that number mm-hmm. readily available. But if I had to guess, theirs would be, would be fairly high. But a lot of that is that their pitching staff was really banged up at the beginning of the yep. year. And they were letting up a lot of runs. So really, I'd love to like isolate it between June first and now, well, and see that difference because Cleveland's just been so great in the last month and a half. You have to take two, and I think this is something I'd love to see a stat on: is what does a team look like mm-hmm. after they have held an All Star game? What do they get a bump from that, or is it, is it a negative turn on them? Because I know for the Pirates, when we held the All Star game many moons ago, yeah, I mean that's a big bump for the city. 2026 is coming up for the Phillies. That that alone, that could be a big bump for them going into that season because America, or as Matt DiStefano, the fake Matty D, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P.I.P. Yeah. Um, he's going to say freedom, freedom, and freedom in America going into that. Like, what what could it be? But I would be very interested to see, like... I'm trying there, to think right now about, as you're saying this. Almost like the home run hangover from somebody who's in the home run derby. Yeah, so the last 10... Yep. You had St. Louis in 2010. I don't know if they made the playoffs or not. They were not in the NLCS because I was Philly's yep. Giants. 11 was... Or no, maybe... Or St. Louis was 09. 10 was LAA. I don't know if they even made the playoffs. 11... 11 was St. Louis. Or no, 11 was, was Arizona. 09 was St. Louis. St. Louis won in 11. 12 was Kansas City. They weren't good yet, but they won the World Series three years later. 13 was the Mets. They didn't make the playoffs. 14 was... I don't even know who else did in 14. Uh, oh, no, 14 was the Twins. Let me, let me, let me, let me do that 15 was... 15 right, was so the Reds. Going, so we're going back to what? 09. 15 was the Reds. Todd Frazier won, and they traded him. All right, 09... Cards. Yep. Bush Stadium. Ten. They, they were not it, and they were. I don't even think they made the playoffs. They stay. You know, I don't know. We're just, we're just gonna go I don't know if the Dodgers beat them. Applebaum was in it. Yeah. Heath Bell. There you go. Heath Bell was a perennial All Star for a while. Uh, let's see. The next year was your Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Which I don't think they made the playoffs in 2010. 
The D-backs was the next year in 11. They didn't make the playoffs then. My hypothesis is going south. Uh, 2012 was Kauffman Stadium. That was yeah, Royals. Kansas City. But you also have to remember, too, is that the, the Cardinals probably did in 2009 because the Central yep. – the Cubs weren't – the Cubs were coming off that really good team and oh, kind of blew trust up. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Um, who was thir- – 13 was the Mets. The Mets weren't good yet. Wow, PNC Park was 06. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, that was so the Yankee. Oh no, the Yankees missed the playoffs in 08. Um, so that yeah. So so if we're going back to my battle in Buckos, it was PNC Park with the Pirates. Then it was AT and T Park with the Giants, Yankee Stadium, and then St. Louis. Yep, that's right. They gave them two years in a row the net, because they used to alternate, yep. and that that was what broke it because yep. they wanted to give away. And the then Yankees. the Angels, Diamondbacks, and Kansas, and the Royals. Those were the last three years of the National League one. And ever since, it's been the American All League. All AL. Then yeah. we had the Mets in 13. 14 was the Twins. Yep. Who 15 was, 15? was the Reds. There you go. Keep going. 16 was... It wasn't the Marlins. was 17. Mm-mm. Oh, you're right. It was the Padres. Mike's saying the Padres. It was San Diego. Yep. Um, yep. I thought yeah, you said they Miami. I was like, why not? No, 17 was Miami. Yep. Eight last year was... Come on. This is a layup. Wait, who was them? Layup. Oh, last year was the Nationals. Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's right. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, they want to pick the nice stadiums. I think that's part of it. And it, I think there's you no need timing. To. There's no to. timing on it. To try to coming back to the Phillies though, '76 yeah. they got close. That was when two teams only made it in mm-hmm. the, NLC, in the NLCS. In uh, the big red, in the big red machine was in the NL East. Um, and then in 1993, the Phillies stunk. Or, or no, in 1996, the Phillies stunk. 1993, they made the World Series. Um, so there's there might be yeah. some validity to it, but I think it's it's a weird yeah. finding t- the timing of it. I think that the Indians hosted in, in 99 and they made the playoffs. I think I don't know if they lost to the Yankees in the ALCS because the Yankees won the World Series that yeah. year. But um, there's some validity to it, I think. But I'd like to see your. I digress. We no, but your your point though. Maybe it's not a championship, but overall wins and losses Definitely and, and getting into the playoffs yeah. since in the last 25 years, since the 94 lockout, no World Series. Yeah. I would like to see that stat as well because I think there's something there's something there. Yeah. Because I think certainly having that and having the fan base excited around it, and you've seen it with the Phillies this year, of they're up over 20% in TV ratings. Yeah. Their attendance, well, baseball attendance might be a little bit, a little bit of a dip. The Phillies is up. And I think that affects them, and it helps. It helps with the home, with the home records. And I think, to your point, coming all the way back to the Indians, this is a team that's finally getting healthy. Exactly, it's a team that they're nine games above five hundred at home, which is the best in the division. It's not the best in the American League by any stretch because no. the Yankees and three teams in the West—Houston, Oakland, and Texas—all are above thirty wins. But the best in their division. They just gotta. I mean, they're they're fine on the road. Minnesota's just playing that well right now, mm-hmm. even though they've just lost three games in a row. Well, I think the other thing too is you, you never can give up on Tito. No, Terry Francona. He's going to figure it out. Coach, get them in the playoffs mm-hmm. with the pitching staff they have, and if it's as healthy as it possibly can be, and all of their players figuring it out and getting it together. Because this is a team that we've seen very good in the second half. Yep. So this is a team I, I think. You get them in the playoffs. You get them out of the wild card game, yep. or even if they get past Minnesota, because now they're they're only four, they're within striking distance. They're four games back, so I think it's certainly something that they're 
will, willing and able to do. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions, you mentioned Kansas City. The yeah. Red Sox are up there, too. Um, the Yankees have, haven't yet cooled off. Kansas yeah. City, or uh, Tampa Bay, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to hope that they hold on because they're, they're still good right now, but they're last week was a little rough for them. Um, so I, I think... That we have conditioned air here. We we got to go cold in the AL. Let's, oh yeah, I there's mean, a couple. I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. We got two picks right now. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say, are we talking about the Chai Sox or are we talking about Seattle? Both are interesting ones to talk about, mainly because they have a lot of different options that could be dealt. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, if we'll, we'll just we'll just lump them together here yeah. for our segment. Uh, Chicago White Sox, the last seven they've lost. Seattle's lost the last six. And other than that, I mean, there's no team there's that no has te- lost more no, than three. There's no good teams in the American League that we can pick. Because that's uh-huh. usually where Greg and I, you as well, we like to try to pick the good teams and, and hold them accountable. Yep. Houston, Minnesota, 5-5. Five and five, yep. Respectable week, respectable yep. last ten. The White Sox, you mentioned it, last last seven losses. They're both 1-9 and nine over their last ten. Yeah, and it's, it's tough. They're, um, they're both in... Precarious situations. Yeah, and that's the thing. And Seattle I mean, took a couple swings at some players, and I think you'll see them start to sell off more. The White Sox are in a well. Seattle they came going? out so hot. Yeah. To start the year, I mean, they dealt Jay Bruce they to the Phillies. Um, it's one of those where okay, you know, you got Jay and he's coming and he's going well, but when you start out that hot, it's very much a disappointment that they're where they are now. Yeah. Uh, you see it all. You see it a lot every year, though. There always seems to be one team. It was it for up until three years ago. It was the Twins? The Twins were the team that would always be like twenty and ten, yeah, yeah. through April, and then would all of a sudden be forty five and fifty five by the All Star break, and you're like, oh, all right, that's what we thought. Um, but no, it'd be thirty nine and sixty when you were so so good, yeah. and the the minus one oh nine. Run differential as we wave goodbye to Mike and Lauren and thank Mike again for coming on. Bye, Coop. And to Cooper the dog. Thank you, Cooper, for your yes. appearance on the show. But their pitching staff, Seattle's, is, I mean, I don't even know if this is what we thought it was going to be. Because I, I don't know if, if you would lump their pitching staff in front of me at the beginning of the year that I would have thought that they would have, as a staff, a 536 ERA. Would not have thought that. Not I mean, a lot of this is tough. So they're not any of the ones that I'm thinking are, are getting moved um, from this team. I think you might be able to see maybe D Gordon gets moved, an older guy. Maybe you get maybe you got a guy a Triple A AAA prospect for him, or maybe another bench player go go him for a bench guy. Ryan Healy, a guy they took they took a flyer on a couple years ago from the A's. He's not having the best year. He's batting two thirty seven, but yeah. Seven homers for him. You know, you wish he, he probably hits some more. I know he's been a little banged up, but he could be a good bench bat, a good pinch hitter guy. And the idea of what the Phillies thought Jay Bruce was going to be, and then that turned into a starting role because of injuries. Um, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see how they approach it because they've had this kind of, I don't want to say a rebuild on the fly, but they've had this very intriguing approach. They obviously got so close last year. yeah, And now you come out of a series against Oakland – where you get absolutely shellacked. A series in LA of A where you get shellacked. Now you're facing the Angels again where all of a sudden... Well, 
with LA, I mean, they're 50 and 47. I think because of the death of their teammate, that's really going to be one thing that for the rest of the year with Skaggs. Yeah. I mean, that, that's going to propel them. Yeah, it's. I mean, we can just jump into it now. The, yeah, the Tyler Skaggs combined no hitter on Tyler like, Skaggs night. Like, whoa! One of the greatest. Whoa. One of the greatest nights we'll probably see. Just in terms of the stars aligning, it doesn't matter if you believe in a higher power or not. All the numbers that line up for it are just incredible. Well, I also look at the sheer fact that Trout wore his number in the All-Star game. Yep. You want to talk about good dude, so good, good want, dude Mike. So I want to look up, speaking of that, there were a lot of guys that wore a 45 patch for him, yep. and there were some that weren't. Oh, I didn't realize that. There were some that weren't. Really? Clayton Kershaw is the one who I noticed was not wearing it. I want to, I'd like to try to keep keep a patches versus non-patches All-Stars, which granted is not the greatest, match, it's not like a, it's not the greatest sabermetric stat to track because there's all sort of, sorts of guys that make the all-star team that wear, that had a great first half and then just fizzle out, whether they're in the home run derby or not. But So that wasn't a patch that everybody – I didn't realize. Yeah, there were some that had it and some that weren't. Um, Kershaw was one I, I remembered seeing did not. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's a uniform snafu like how JT Wilmunto didn't have a Phillies helmet. What? I didn't even notice that. No shit. Yeah, so he JT Romuto wore three different helmets. He wore a Cardinals helmet with a Phillies decal over the over the STL. He wore a Braves helmet that was just blue with the Phillies decal over it. So he wore very Gardner, noticeably two different. Yeah, Cardinal red, navy blue. And then I forget what the third one was. But he wore three different helmets as the night went on at the All-Star game. Um, so I don't know if it's that, if there was just some sort of, you know, the guy didn't get didn't get the patch to right. or what it is. So have we found out yet what the – I'm not going to speculate on this, but we have – is there any cause of death? Um, out yet? I'm, I'll look up the, the toxicology, but, yeah, I mean, just to – Is, is that maybe that, why a Kershaw didn't want to wear a patch? I, not not to speculate once well, there again. Well, no I know there was no signs before the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, but – so the, I don't think it was that. I know the toxicology report I think came out over the weekend. Oh, really? Um, but there was no there was no actual – there was no foul play and, and none of that. No drugs mm. caused there. But we don't need to speculate anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, yeah. Yeah, those are good. Those are good cold pick teams. Is anybody in the White Sox you think is is probably going to be dealt? I feel like Jose Abreu might get. Yeah, I mean, might Jose, get some action. I feel like they have a lot of young guys on that team that they probably don't want to break up just yet. But yeah, I don't know. Jose Abreu maybe maybe gets moved. They're not letting go of Yohan Makata. Maybe John. No, they're not. They're not. Nobody's taking fucking John Jay. Um, uh, John Jay, the guy from the Revolutionary War. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. The one in the scene. Fuck. Um, I'm trying to look. Yeah, they're not yeah. trading Tim Anderson. Ryan Goins, no. Jose Rendon, no. Um, even Jose He's only been in the, year, in the league for five years. So maybe they don't let him go don't and try, try to flip him. Yeah, they're not letting They're not letting Jimenez go. Yeah, I feel it, it'll be really interesting to see how to see how the White Sox fielders go. I feel like... On their bullpen, they could probably trade Kelvin Herrera. Okay, for a team that needs an arm, there's a lot of there's a lot of players out there, and we have a, a few questions from Matty D mm-hmm. coming up later mm-hmm. in our Schneckbook sponsored segment. Alex Ooh. Colom, the the former Rays closer who went to the went to the Mariners last year and has been with the White Sox this year. I feel like he could be on he could be on the move. Ross Detweiler, who I didn't even realize was on the White Sox at the moment. 
Um, another guy that probably could could yeah. help somebody out. Maybe I mean that's a you're taking a flyer on a guy like that. Um, yeah, I feel like more pitching than because offensively, I think they'll eventually figure it out in a couple of years. But but that's a really good pick because it's a they're into this precarious spot now that they're 42 and 51. Yeah. The playoffs are quickly fleeting away from them, especially when you were so close to 500 oh, yeah. coming out of it. But this is what you see every year after the All Star break. Cause a team, a lot of teams just come out flat. And all of a sudden, you see them sell. I'm frankly surprised we haven't seen any blockbuster trades yet. It's July 18th, one trade deadline. I thought last week that maybe a team would outplay themselves and outbid themselves to think, all right, we need to get a trade done quick because we're going to come to July 29th, July 30th, July 31st. We're going to be in a bidding war with somebody, so we might as well just try to Buy it. We take the buy it now price before the bidding price goes above it. Yeah, Put it in I, eBay terms. I mean, I re- I really don't know, Jordy. It's it's one of those like our perspective teams could go either way, and we'll, we'll yeah. get into that here in a second. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a real interesting season when it comes to that. There, really, I think the fireworks. To be quite honest with you, were they've petered out petered out already because you had. Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much more this year. Like pew pew pew. Like when it comes to the trade deadline, I really don't. There's going to be some big names. There, there'll be a few that'll be thrown around. But you're right. There may not be. And this is something that I thought too, because you've seen in the last seven years since the second since the second wild card team, slowly but surely you saw trades be delayed. Justin Verlander was a waiver trade. He was traded in August last year. The old Josh Donaldson thing with the Indians. So now with with having just one trade deadline on July 31st, you have these teams that that think, all right, it's 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 think or swim, it's or think think swim or dive. Wow. You either I don't know, I'm trying to, I was trying to use financial terms and I fucked it up. But <laughs> but a team like the Pirates who are sitting right now at 45 and 50 who push comes to shove, you're fits six and a half. Brilliance. You're yeah, you've had fits of brilliance. You're six and a half games out, which you're closer to the NL Central crown than the Phillies are, yeah. who are 50 and 47. Yeah. You could think, fuck it, we're not selling any of yeah. these guys, and we're just going to go for it. You could certainly do that. And, you know, you you absolutely have the right to, and you don't get that extra 30 days to see, all right, we're really out of it. Let's sell now, yeah. which, you know, there's a time aspect to it. There's that aspect of the ultimate ROI on a on a guy whether you know however it works out but I think it's gonna be really interesting and and that's it's either nothing's gonna happen or a lot's going to and, it, and there's no middle it's kind of coming back to what Mike was saying with with the true outcomes there's not going to be these trading bench players or trading a triple-a prospect yeah. who's next year or two years ready for a guy that's maybe your platoon mm-hmm. right fielder, platoon third baseman, whatever the fact might be. You're not going to get a ton of those trades because yeah. because of this. Because you're thinking, if we're if we're fit to maybe make the playoffs, all we have to do is get in. Then why don't we hold on? Exactly. Yeah. And and I, I think that's very fitting. Starting to talk about the NL, I think it's time to go into uh, who's our hot and cold teams with the NL. Yeah. So I'm I, I love picking the Cubs. As a, as a team, because the Cubs versus the computer is one of my favorite stories. My man's. I love holding on to them, but I'm not going to go with them. 
I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants. I mean, five in a row wins, eight five in, two a row. in the last ten? Come on. And you got to – the big thing about this, we talked about with the Royals mm-hmm. getting themselves ready to, to have guys being sold. The one who I think might actually be on the move, and this has been talked about since opening day, is Madison Bumgarner. Oh, Mad Bum. I think somebody's going to find a trade, and I feel like this is something – like Cole Hamels in 2015 yes, with the I'm Phillies, just say that. That's where his name was heavily thrown out for a while. The Phillies were openly shopping yep. him since opening day, and it just took the right Plus, number. What did he throw too? We were there. We were at Independence Beer Garden. We were in. We were at. He threw a no hitter. Final starters of Philly against the Cubs. Against the Cubbies, but which I almost I almost went to that game. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a scar, but I think. Uh, no, but Bumgarner obviously doing very well for himself. Jeff Samardra actually leads a team in wins. Uh, Which, anybody that doesn't know that story, this guy could have went to the NFL as a wide receiver. He yeah, was that damn good at Notre yeah, he, Dame. Yeah, he, he pitched in the Cubs minor league system in the offseason yeah. and then came back and was an all-pro wide receiver with Brady Quinn Yeah, at Notre Dame. Ladies um, love Brady. Oh. Like, ladies love Grady. Oh, I could uh, I could tell you some stories. Oh, my, co- my cousin my cousin was the same class as uh, that's that's another pod, is that the pod after dark is that what that is? No, she no no my oh. her quick story. Um, her my her younger sister, another one of my cousins, Katie had a they lived in the same dorm. Chrissy and and Brady. Oh did. no way! Katie though knew that and Katie tried, and Brady and Chrissy and uh, she tried. They're sisters, Jared. <laughs> she tried to go meet Brady Quinn. Is the story of it? Ah. Um, but bodyguard got in the way. Probably. Yeah. Um, Ohio, you know, he just lo- you know he just loved the Browns. Remember that? <laughs> you don't remember the picture they kept showing the 2007 NFL Jordy, draft? Jordy, everything in Cleveland's a mistake. Oh, hey man, they uh, they might do well this They're year. They're gonna do awesome, but I don't. But anyway, the Giants, the, the, the San Francisco so the Giants, Giants, the baseball Giants, the baseball Giants. I mean, it helps when you go into Colorado and you absolutely lay a smackdown on the Rockies. Mm. Who are right below them if you go yeah. with overall so they, NL stats. Well, yeah, they, they – real. I mean, the Rockies – talk about teams that came out cold yep. and needed to, to be hot. Probably one of the more disappointing stories yeah. of just where they're at. Um, but, the, but putting up these offensive numbers that they are doing – Especially on the road, both a four-game sweep in Colorado and two or three from yep. Milwaukee. 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 That's right, Brian. Wayne's World reference for those that don't know. But I mean, who knows? I mean, we could see we could see Kyle Pillar, who they picked up from Toronto earlier this year. We could see them immediately turn around and, and trade him again. See if they could get some younger guys for him. We could see. I mean, we could see a lot of different moves. They're bringing up some of their younger guys, like Mike Yastrzemski, who he's doing really well. He's been 257, 25 mm-hmm. ribbies, and only forty four games. So good on you, mate. Um, even the Kung Fu Panda having a good oh, year. Oh, there he is. Uh, the, that's the Greg stat. He prevented them from getting the number one overall pick in two thousand eighteen by hitting a walk off home run in two thousand seventeen. Greg does not like the Kung Fu Panda. Um, I'm sorry. Some people have a resurgence, like the milkman, but yeah, that's a different story. It's true, but I mean, to, to get back on topic, yeah. I think a lot of these names I feel like are going to be thrown out, and we're going to hear a lot of it. Yeah. And the Giants might be this focal point of where trades, whether it be straight up 
one and one team or a three team deal or even a four team deal. I feel like they might be they might be a focal point there. They have a lot of guys that have been in and out of lineups and in it and in and out of their AAA team in Sacramento. Yeah. Will Smith is probably one of the more heavily coveted uh-huh. reliever arms. Um, and we've seen him pitch recently, and he's damn good. Yeah, he's very good. I mean, Madison Bumgarner is probably the the him. If Robbie Ray is actually on the on the trade market, which is heavily rumored, he probably is number one from from Arizona. But Madison Bumgarner, you've seen what he's what he's able to do in the playoffs. Three eight six ERA, so he's not the mad bum of old. The the dirt bikes got him, I guess. But oh, that's rough. That is rough, man. Yeah. So we'll see. Yep. That's a. So if I had to go with the team, yeah. So you're you're hot. Hot. Team. They're closer to the end of the overall standings, but I mean, you win four in a row. The New York Metropolitans. Another one where Petey Alonso with the uh, home run derby win. Yeah, riding that high. But yeah, the big buddy. thing there that you have to give them a ton of credit for is where they did their their damage. Mm-hmm. They've done it. Cross league, they yep. did it in Minnesota. A team that's very good, yep. a very good home team. They took two or three from Miami, a Miami team that they're the third best team in the AL. Yeah, the Twins. And then they then they take two or three. Or they take two from the Twins. One of which, very, very big staple yesterday, fourteen to four win. Um, which uh, some some internet friends of mine were at the were at both games the uh, the Robin Akiva crew ah. uh, anybody that listens to that that is listening to this shout out to you guys for being there um, but yeah now they go to San Francisco yep. probably a showdown starting tonight in about twenty minutes as we're recording right now a showdown that you know might see some guys that that get moved will really see mm-hmm. Zach Wheeler went down this week so who mm-hmm. knows if somebody will trade for him. Get him, you know, try to get him for that playoff run. It'll be really interesting to see where the Mets go. That's a really good pick for a hot team, Jared. Yeah, and I mean, it, with the Mets, I mean, it's one of those where, you know, they they did their damage on the Phillies. They have it, it, it's interesting. I, I I ache in some of these teams to like when my Pittsburgh Penguins play a team that is lesser than them, and during mm-hmm. the season they play down to their competition instead of what they really have on paper. Just go out there and hit the ball. Go out there and field. Don't think about things. The problem is, the real problem for the Mets is that their bullpen's god-awful. It is. And their bats are either really young, like a Pete Alonso, or a lot older, and thus just show a lot of inconsistency. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about the June gloom. We can talk about that for hours on the Phillies, but the Mets, you just look at their their month of June, and it's all red. Yeah. They have... they. Split in a road series with the with the Cubs and Woof. that's really about it. They won a series at they won two series to start the month of June, versus San Francisco and versus yeah. Colorado, and then it's horrendousness. And that's not even a word. They obviously we'll had the four game, the four game sweep here that really stunk, and then they got the revenge when the Phillies came back up at the at the start of July. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where where they're sort of they take they took the 2017 Giants title from yeah. from them and a lot of big name acquisitions and what they did in the off season. So it'll be, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how they approach it with Wheeler being hurt, 
with different guys on their you know different guys off the bench they could potentially try to try to unload. But it comes back to the same question we were talking about before of how do you how do you manage the the bench hitter for what do you need Correct. in that point? And, and what I'd like you to do is going into cold players. You pick the team, and then I'm going to pick my team, and sure. then go you, into our next segment after that because it's a it's a twofer. You want so you want me to pick my team first? Yes. Okay. Uh, for NL, I'm going to go for cold team of the week. We talked about the Rockies a little bit. We might as well just talk about them a little yeah. more. Um, two and eight in their last ten games. Really, kind of what four we in a row loss wise. four in a row loss wise. I mean, their their pitching staff is what we've thought for the last. Two yep. and a half years that we've been doing this podcast, that their that their pitching staff is going to be just awful. Correct, and they've been terrible. Well, you can have teams that can hit well. You can have an all star third baseman. You can have all these things, but unless you have pitching, the best third baseman in baseball, mm-hmm. big Nolan Arenado, true third. Let's put it this way: as a uh, a phrase I saw once when it came to drinking, take a pitcher; it'll last longer. That's how it used to be for our club team. If we had somebody who was pitching that day, the games would last a little bit longer. So unless you have somebody that goes five, six, seven innings, and then you can get your bullpen for two to three, that's about it. Like, yeah. you, you you can't have it consistently, which you've seen the Phillies run into recently, and I have with the Pirates, too. You can't continue to have that. You need somebody that's going to go out and just be a workhorse for you. And... That's what Colorado needs. Yeah, and it's – I mean, they lost Adam Adovino to the Yankees. Um, and really here, there's no one in their bullpen that's that's safe, to put it that way. I mean, even even Wade Davis has had a rough year and a I rough go at it. I still play. I mean, he's been hurt. He has 14 saves, but, I mean, his ERA shit. Yeah. Um, I mean – Injuries, I guess, is yeah. is what you throw it at. I don't know. It's that air, thin air. I mean, that's that's certainly a lot of it. You expect them to let up more yep. runs, but when your leading pitcher is John Gray and his ERA is four point one one, oh, that's next, nice. The next highest start or next lowest starter is Marquez at five point one two. It's just tough. It's mm. it's tough to have that, especially when you have. These dangerous hitters that we were just talking yeah. about. Charlie Blackman's batting 318. Yep. Nolan Arenado, 307 with 21 homers, seven, 71 RBIs at this point. David Dahl, 303. I mean, and everyone else, there's a lot of guys batting above 275, and it's just a shame that they can't really get this thing going and that their pitching staff is hindering them. I don't know if you hear any of these names out there because you can certainly just run this back. Try to get a try to get a bullpen arm and another starter next in 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 the next free agency period, and just run it back. See what the, see if the Dodgers can hold on to anybody. The rest of the division, except for maybe San Diego, isn't really going to get that much better unless San Francisco's team really explodes with those young guys. We kind of, we were talking about a little bit, but I don't know. I mean. Arizona's a team that probably won't fall into either hot or cold category, but we mentioned Robbie Ray. There's other guys that they could probably throw out as well on the trade deadline. But Colorado's approach is going to be really interesting, and I feel like they're a team that is going to completely stay pat because of the fact that they could just run it back quickly next year. Yeah, uh, and it's a shame because Colorado, 
we can harken back to those Larry Walker teams. Yeah. We can and, and that wasn't that many years ago. No. And, and and that's the thing. Like you have you get a hitter. Even twelve years ago, mm-hmm. the tail end of him. And Todd, the tail end of, of him and Todd and Todd Helton. Oh the yeah. The team that went to the that was red hot won twenty eight of twenty nine, went to the World Series and got swept because the Red Sox and Indians went to seven games. I mean you know that team that those were good teams, and they they, they know how to figure this thing out. If they're pl- they know how to play course field. That's the thing. Get a hitter in there, somebody that can slice that ball. Yeah, they they know how to play it, and if they have pitchers that know how to pitch to it, it. I mean, with Arenado and Blackman, you should be like poking. I mean, to the to that point though, they have 527 runs scored. That's nine behind the Dodgers, the best team in baseball. And it's the second highest in the National League. Yep. It's and, just their pitching staff is And they're still a garbage. negative 29 in run differential. Yeah, because their pitching staff is garbage. Speaking about garbage run differentials. Yeah. We will jump into the Homer teams. Yeah. Um, you're battling Bucca. <laughs> oh, boy. They've lost one, but they're 3-7 and seven over your last uh, 10 Wayne games. Rooney scores a goal. Yeah, we Wayne have soccer Ro- on. Yeah, yeah so kind of. Wayne Rooney has gotten an apple... And a goal and a yellow card in the last ten minutes. I love that Wayne Rooney just always looks like he just chugged a pitcher of beer. Well, he's looking quite quite stout these days. He's also the captain for DC United. He's Did, always been stout, even when he was even when he was playing uh, in Manchester. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. He's looking more stout. Great pass though. Yeah. Just anyway, yeah, the, Dink the and Pirates. You're battling Bacos, man. I'll tell you what. Like I said before, coming into the All Star break, hot. I listened to that game on XM, the last game before the All-Star break, where they came back and they won. And they had a great game. And then you just look at what the hell has been going on, uh, and then the Pirates are the headline. As soon as you go on to Pirates.com, well, the, the Pirates are in a position to buy or sell. What the hell does that mean? It's the same is, thing is, what is, every year, same thing. Neil Huntington, get a pulse. It's the same thing we were talking about, though. They're six and a half back. Mm. They're closer... They have a worse record than Arizona, San, San Francisco, St. Louis, Milwaukee, yep. Philly, and Washington, and they're the same amount of games back as Washington in the and uh, the Nationals are in the NL East, closer to the NL Central than the Phillies are, and twice as close, half the distance mm-hmm. to their division crown than Arizona, yep. and San Francisco, and San, and San Diego and Colorado. Two teams we were just talking about. I mean, if you look at before the All-Star break, 18-5 win versus the Cubs. Yep. Smoked them. Oh, yeah. they, The Pirates, the last couple years, have known how to beat the shit out of the Cubs. Win 5-1 to one versus the Cubs. Win 6-5. to five, And then they lost 3-1. They're one. a good three to 11. team. The, and thing, then, the thing I'm wondering, mm-hmm. and I want to ask you about this, pitching. We last did. year they went out and got Chris Archer. He's been fun. He's been a good. He's been an electric yeah. story. Yeah. As a as a Pirates pitcher, obviously all the different fights the Pirates have started and, and and had, but we're scrappy. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Joe Musgrove having a pretty good Joe year. Joe Musgrove has started fights. Yeah, I and mean he doesn't wear batting gloves in the pot, and he can hit. Does he piss on his hands? He might. He might moistest a little bit. There you go. There you go. Um, I mean. The other side of it, though, they've had all these different injuries. Tyone's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Stephen Brout, mm-hmm. am I pronouncing that right? He's been he's been banged up, right? Yeah. So I mean, 
Is it something where you see if somebody bites on a Musgrove and then you, you just hope Tyone, Brout, they come back and it's okay? Or, or how do you approach this as you're, as you're a Pirates fan? Answer this, we, this I mean, beat writer's question of I how do you approach? Personally, quit trading people away. I saw a catcher today by the name of Austin Barnes, no relation, play for the Dodgers in Philadelphia. Yep. Former Pirates player. I saw Austin Meadows as an all-star mm-hmm. for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Or Tampa Bay Rays, whatever you want. I saw Charlie fucking Morton as an all-star. For Charlie, the Mor- Tamp- Charlie Morton stings because he's a former Philly too. But He had like two starts as a Philly and was just hurt. Doesn't matter. He went to the Astros, became great. Went to Tampa, he's an all-star. Yeah. Garrett Cole, we were poor. Couldn't sign him. Bullshit. He's an all-star. It was the NL versus the Pirate All-Stars in the AL, no. essentially. So for me, it's one of those where quit trading people. Quit giving up good people just because, you know, we can't afford them anymore. I know personally from my work as a fundraiser, there's dollars going to certain aspects of things that Pirate ownership own, and they're asking the Commonwealth for money. Mm-hmm. Put the fucking money in the team. You should have let Mario Lemieux and his... his cohort by the Pirates because we'd be in a stark different situation I guarantee you green money that if Mario Lemieux and his team owned the Pirates we would not be in the situation we are right now because before the all-star break awesome and since then lost three to four to the four to three to the Cubs lost ten to four to the Cubs lost eight to three to the Cubs swept lost seven nothing to the cards then they beat the cards three one Last night they lost six to five. I'm gonna stop there because they just piss me off beyond belief. We're gonna talk about your fills, and then we're gonna wrap around to this coming weekend, and we're gonna put. I'm gonna say this live. We're a little mayor's bet. We're gonna put a little. We're gonna put a little wager on a weekend. Oh, I love the mayor's bet. All right, so you're so stay pat is your official stance on July yeah, 31st. Yeah, we, we should not do it. Stay. If pat. we're gonna do anything, maybe buy somebody we can work on because we do have a. Searage is a, I think he's still there. Great pitching coach. Okay. I think we can still work on Archer. We have to believe in him. Okay. Do you have prospects that you could like? Is there anybody you could try? Like Corey Dickerson? Is he, could you try to move him and have an outfielder? Come I don't up? think so. No. I mean, to be quite honest with you, we need to get rid of Polanco. Okay. I uh, he. Ugh. Okay. I mean, Marte. Come on, dude. You can do the Starling. I mean, you saw Reynolds has come up, and they've compared him to Jason Bay. Terrible comparison because he's Canadian, Jason Bay. And he just, like, fizzled. Sure. You got Tucker. Tucker's having a good season up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jung Ho Gong. I mean, he can come through and have a good. I mean, he's lucky they brought him back after the DUI. No. This team has a lot going on. There's a lot that can be done there. Quit selling them short and grow them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's interesting how teams approach it because as we move to the Phillies, there's an article about the the lack of homegrown players oh, and all this stuff, different guys that they've acquired in trades and, and all this different stuff that's been talked about. And, and it's the Phillies obviously a lot of, in the last ten years have made a lot of aggressive trades, and that's Absolutely why have. the last ten years you haven't had a ton of different guys that come up. But every yep. you know, every so often you have the J.P. Crawford, yep. the Michael Francos, the guys are supposed to be the next great this position and, and fizzle out. 
you have your Reese Hoskins, you have your hopefully Scott Kingeries that will flourish into you know the next great that position. Yep. But talking about the Phillies post All Star break, two pretty shitty losses against the Nationals. Oh my god! Friday was tough. They couldn't get anything going mm-hmm. offensively. Saturday was even tougher, a 4-3 loss. They had a couple opportunities to put it together and just couldn't. Sunday, they really got it together, figured it out, and... Monday, the only worst loss was the softball game I umpired that ended at 24-2. Yeah, we're just going to... I mean, the Phillies have this, and they've shown, and granted, it's been a lot in the month of July of, of... Two big losses to the oh Braves right God. before, right before the two of three from the Mets right before the All Star break, but the sixteen two loss is just tough. I mean, you got it all out then. Tuesday is what I want to talk about though, because Tuesday you had this back and forth game. I got home and I went. I turned the game on. I sat here and we were reading our text message chain between yep. you, myself, Mike, and Seth. Yep. And went, ah, oh, shit. And Hector Nares, as the YouTube guy kept calling him today, he's a, lead. <laughs> he is a worse bum, to quote the guy that was talking to me on the subway today as we were going to the game, that bum Kapler. Nares is the worst bum in the world. He yeah, is so, a terrible pitcher, and then for Kapler to say he's the best pitcher in that situation, no. Yeah, no. so as a background for those uninitiated on the Hector Neris situation. Christ. Hector Neris has been on the team for four years, five years now. And has been closer, setup man. Last year he really sucked, got sent down to the Iron Pigs, was brought up out of necessity, had a really good had a really good final month and a half. And actually looked pretty good to start this year. And then all of a sudden, Ultimate Announcers curse, Hector Neris blows a save about a, two or three weeks ago. Has not been the same since his splitter has not been found. And the same thing happened Tuesday. He blows the lead and hung to make it. Hung, it. hung a really bad pitch. To make to add insult to injury, beans David Freeze. Which I don't believe he did on purpose. I honestly don't think he did. Yeah, on it was purpose. a I mean it's a wet night, you can say any of that shit. We don't know. We aren't yeah. gonna say anything there, and we're gonna circle back to it yeah. in a second. But the Phillies grind back. Pull out the win nine eight. I mentioned Bryce Harper's hard hit. Yes. They win 9-8, a show-me win. Mm-hmm. Granted, last night they lose 7-2. Wednesday night, weird rain delay game, a weird rain delay series. Then today, Jared, you were there. I was. I was there for another, the first six. For the first six. But another grinded out, uh-huh. comeback from behind win. Granted, Neris lets up a home run, but closes the game out. Oh, it was 7-5, and Neris let up a home run. He had the first two outs. I think he had a. I think it was one and one. I don't think he had the. I don't, I don't think he had the Dodgers down to their final strikeout. Let's up a home run. Gets the final out. And then there's a little bit of a verbal tussle. Oh, there was. Yeah, Hector Neris. Apparently, either someone he, from he, the Do- Dodgers dugout yelled up "fuck you" and he yelled up "fuck you" back, or he yelled up "fuck you." But there was a little bit of a verbal tussle. So the. The oh, YouTube, so he's appealing his suspension. He's appealing his suspension, so he's allowed to pitch. Whoa, whoa, that's whoa, actually whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. That's a great point because they said he wasn't going to appeal the suspension. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point because we didn't even mention that he beans David Freezing is suspended for three games because of it, and he appeals the suspension, so he's allowed to pitch today, um, and gets the he closes it out. Which you know what? At this point, David Robertson hurt, Pat Neshek hurt, Sir Anthony Dominguez hurt. 
You don't have anybody else that can actually close out a fucking game. I don't Roman want Roman Quinn. Yeah, you might as well put Roman Quinn in there. I don't want Juan Acasio. I don't want Adam Morgan. I don't want fucking any of these other guys. Ranger Suarez picked up his second win of the season. I don't want him fucking closing out a game. I mean, he had, a good, he had a good two innings today. Yeah, he did have a good two innings. It's a very good point. But he's not. A, he's not a closer. He is a middle relief guy. So, or a potential starter, opener, however you want to use him, because the Phillies have tried all of this shit throughout the year. Yeah. But it leads me into just the discussion that we were kind of talking about before of bullpen arms. The Phillies are certainly in need of that. They're certainly in need of actually replenishing their bench mm-hmm. because they keep trading for guys. Yep. J- Jay Bruce, who's now on the DL. Yeah. Brad Miller, who is now who started today because Michael Fran- or started the last two games. Or no, today he pinch hit. The last, but he started two nights ago because Michael Franco wasn't hustling the other night. They're going to be very active at the trade deadline, and it leads into a, into a couple questions that Matt had. One of which was why are arms? Why have the arms been thrown out more versus position players? And I think to answer his question, I think because bullpens between the Phillies, the Red Sox, the Cubs. I mean, the Dodgers are fine. The Yankees are are fine. But so many teams, the Astros are fine. So many teams out there, and we've seen this in the last few years, since the Royals won the World, since the Royals made the World Series five years ago, especially since they won it four years ago, being able to have that seventh, eighth, and ninth inning go-to guys, showing that ability and having confidence in your bullpen, I think has become one of the greatest premiums that you can have as a baseball team. The Phillies absolutely don't have that now. A lot of other teams in baseball don't have that. And I think that's the answer to the question. And it really comes back to the stay pat versus trade. Because in the middle comes those bench bats that we saw the Phillies actively going out to get. Like Jay Bruce, like Brad Miller. Who is now hurt. Jay Bruce, Bruce. yes. He's on the the 10-day IL. Bleak. Which... To quote Matty D, he said it did not look that serious, and then he obviously went to the DL. So hopefully it's just a 10-day on-off the IL stint. But this team, I think this series, it showed some some moxie from this team. I agree, and and it's one of those, Jordy, where this team needs to show some. There needs to be some emotion. Yes, Um, 1,000% agree. I don't believe, and this is my opinion, I don't believe that Gabe Kapler is the issue. No, he. The people that say fire Kapler are being complete idiots. I mean, I have the Gabe Kapler uh, Philly dot com or Philly uh, magazine article up, and I'm still reading. It's it. either sports talk radio just trying to fucking stir all the shit up. The Angelo Cataldi, ninety four W or WISP guy or WIP, excuse me, uh, who's. Who has this uh-huh. weekly conversation? Basically, just wants to troll him every well, week. We, well, you know, you know that's what he does. He's a douchebag. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: Kapler is a weird bird. He's, he's a, a horse weird of guy. a different color, but he's very cerebral. Yes. They and there's the whole sketchy thing that Kapler and Clintac, the GM, got extensions with without it publicly being announced, yep. which it sounds sketchy. Both of them are doing fine jobs. I would put, I would hold Clintac a little more accountable. I but would agree. But he had a great offseason. Great offseason. I think the fact that Bryce Harper had an awesome series against one of the best bullpens in baseball in late game situations. Still a bum. Some of the best starters. Still a bum. We went back to the MLB. The trolling. Overrated. But Mm -hmm. he had a great series. 
you're seeing the bullpen at times figure itself out, but you really need... Yeah. Ben Davis made a fucking comment on the YouTube broadcast, Ben Davis normally on NBC Sports Philadelphia, of that two earned runs by the bullpen is a win. Uh, what? Exactly. That's the situation the Phillies bullpen is in. Greg and I, in opening week, I said the Phillies bullpen is going to be a topic of conversation every week they'll be talking about the Phillies. It holds true. And it, until you figure out getting a Will Smith, getting a... Will, like Philly Will Smith? It'd be a perfect reunion of bringing him to Philadelphia. And Jazzy J. That is the uh, sweetener. Does does Kapler toss uh, Jazz out of Citizens Bank Park? Could we get a, a graphic of that? Mm, I like how you think. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Is he? Is it R.I.P. Uncle Phil? Is he dead? I don't know. Don't let's not even put that. Yeah, I'm not even sure. We're not even. Hopefully he's not, because Uncle Phil would be fun to have in a Phillies game. But long story short, Phillies come play the Pirates this weekend. Oh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, and and I. Why didn't we think to go out to this? Great. I'm playing golf all weekend, so it doesn't work out. I had several thoughts about doing it because you've never been to PNC. I've never been to PNC Park. I think it's now. I will have to say, other than a golf outing, I have on the 26th of August on my. My late grandfather's birthday. We need to go to at least a couple of those games. We should. And and you know me, I'm gonna wear my pillbox cap. I might do a Stargell jersey yeah. one night. I got a uh, I got a JB jersey coming in. Do you? I got a Bell. I got the Bell yellow coming in. There you go. Yeah, buddy. So I think we're definitely gonna do that because I mean, a couple years ago we were with with uh, Dad Caroli at the game. Yes. That was a fun matchup. Yes, where you can you can find still images of us. Trying to crab home runs. I know. But are prevented by a few uh, a few barricades, I'll put it that way. Very close to grabbing a ding-dong or a foul ball today in the uh, ship seats. Thank you to Fake Matty D for yes. those. My donor and I, very happy. Um, what are we going to put on this? What are we going to put do you on? Do you want to do just on this series or on the season? Let's do on this series. We'll do, okay. we'll do, we'll do boom and boom. Because remember the last time I did that on a game, I had to drink four loco. I have four yes. loco blaze at the at the uh, lake house. Thank yeah, you, Mister so Boys. Yeah, when uh, the Flyers beat the Penguins in December, when that we was a Matty D and Jared bet. God, all bated breath. So, um, so this weekend is reliving and congratulating the '79 Pirates on their World Series. Tomorrow's free shirt Friday. Will they make sure that all of the the deceased players are actually deceased? Excuse me. Do you know? Oh, did you not see this? The Mets a couple weeks ago All right, well, then there you go. had a tribute to the 69 Mets and a couple of the players in the in memoriam section were standing on the field? Exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't see this? Oh, no. my God. No, I didn't see yeah. this. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Wayne Rooney is now hurt 30 minutes after his goal. It's 4-1. Who said soccer was in high score? I mean. Oh, I got my hip. Uh Oh, 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 Wayne Rooney. Oh, he's throwing been, some slashes, and now he's on the ground. Wayne Rooney has soccer. been throwing. Just I need, nastiness I need a Ryan White soccer. So, teach me soccer podcast. Yeah, I don't. I like that. Yeah, he's gonna. That go, might be. That might be the play. I think. Anyway, he, yeah. so this. So this weekend, what do you want to do? Shot? Do you want Ooh. a rail? You want to do a, a, the three shots in a row? Not anything else. Um, <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Um, what are you thinking, man? This is on with all all eighteen people to listen to us, or more. Yeah, let's let's be let's be positive here. You're on. You you're, oh, you you only bring the numbers. Me. You bring. I, the, I got us another guy. You bring, tonight. The, you bring in the noise. You bring in the funk. Oh, yeah. that stank. <laughs> uh, what do we want to do? What do we want to do? What do we want to do? Hmm. I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. All right, since it's home. 
Hmm. Nationals really beating up on the Braves tonight. That's okay. Yeah. Steven Strasburg hit a home run. Five RBI. Whoa! Whoa. Look at that dude. He's three for three. Huge night from Strasburg. Wow. I digress. Let's do a... um... Hmm. Got to be something that we pay off next weekend at the short tournament. Oh, that's right. We yeah, we'll talk, have a we'll video. talk about that. Um, we'll have a we'll have a video up on the up on the Instagram of it. You want to chug a big ice? Mm-mm. Loser has that. Oh, we could do that or a case of beer of your choosing. Let's do a case of beer. I like okay. the case of beer, beer, and then we can share. Yeah, with the friends. That's a good idea. All right, we'll do yeah, a yeah, case yeah. of beer. First one buys it buys it for our shore softball. Tournament. I like that. I dig it. All right, so we're gonna skip hot and cold players of the week. I think we should. I think. Not enough sample size yet. Not enough sample size, and we're we're we're, we're we we are we're moving along. But uh, should we go creature? You want to do the bleacher creatures quick before we go into uh, the Schneck book questions of the night? I will. All right. So I just pulled this article up from Fatherly.com. Yes. And I'm going to say, whoever and on Fatherly.com. Explain, explain the video, Dad. No, no, I'm not even going to explain it yet. For this individual who wrote this. Are you fucking kidding me? Six-year-old baseball manager goes viral with an epic tantrum. But should we be laughing? This kid, this young man, Coach Drake, he's the honorary member of the Kalamazoo Growlers. Great city, Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's good. It's nice. Comes out, looks like an old man. He looks like Lou Brown if Lou Brown was six for Major League. Okay. Goes to the ump. Gives him the business with the finger, kicks some dirt on him, blue tosses him. Does the Joe West, does the Jared Barnes. You're gone. You're beat. Whoo! Oh, another call I said, ha! That's all I do. If there's a strike, that's what I give him. All right. Kid decides to go to the dugout. All right, young man. Now, we're not talking about the, uh, the Gwinnett Braves when the manager army crawled and then took the rosin bag and threw it like a grenade. We're not talking what about What are the all-time throwouts? Kid throws bats that are bigger than him. Four on the field. Takes the bucket of balls. (laughs) Tries to dump it. Misses. And this kid's in full baseball uniform too, which is even better. This article. To the individual that wrote it, I understand why he wrote it. While intentions behind, quote, while the intentions behind the video and Drake's position on the team are all in good fun... It might not be bad, might not be sending the best message. All right, buddy. Okay. Ma'am. It's a ma'am. Oh. It's a ma'am on fatherly. She can be a buddy. She can be a buddy. She can be a pal. She can be a friend. Guy. I'm not all guy, guy. So, in my opinion, if you were taking... I don't know the whole background on why this young man's on the team. I don't... I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to do anything with it. This young man went. Takes a special special mind to uh, criticize a child being a part of a minor league baseball. And give him the credit that he's doing this because I wouldn't have the balls to do this. Yeah, I I always used to ask my umpires. So this is like the kid that did the Herb Brooks video. Yep. Like you're the one said. Oh, you know what? He actually wore his navy blue suit was a little bit darker. Fuck you, criticizing a kid for having fun with it. Baseball's meant to be fun. Let him have fun with it. Minor league baseball. Like we said before, what do we do growing up? Yeah. We try to hit home runs. Yeah. It's meant to be fun. Fuck you, writer. You know, and it's I, I just I just hate 
that that's the case where people feel as if there's not purity behind it because you know this no. kid, this kid's having fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and if it's really setting a bad precedent, then you know what? He'll learn as he plays the game. You want him to be interested in baseball? Let him do this kind of stuff. Again, we don't know why he's the assistant coach and all this stuff. But good for him. He's having a great time. Jordy, I was lucky growing up that I got to play baseball. I got to umpire baseball at a young age. Mm-hmm. I got to coach baseball at a young age. I got to manage baseball in college. I got to play men's league baseball. Yep. Um, I was told after high school I would never play past that. This kid's six years old, and he's chucking darts. Look at that. Look at that right there. Chucking darts. Love the form. With the form. Love the form. All I can say is, good for you, kid. Yeah. Maybe you're peaking too soon. No, there's no way. However, that's when your parents step in, and this is a conversation we've had before. I want him to be the next big out. I want him to be the next big out. Anyway, so I have... Kind of a, I have a two for one. They're Give both me. the American, the Amer, or the Give it uh, to me. the Atlantic League. Are you familiar with the Atlantic League, Jared? Come on. Yeah. The, so for those that aren't, it's the league that's announced all the wacky rules that they're changing. They have the Robo. Oh, don't you god, don't you goddamn talk about it. They're the Robo Umps. You son of a bitch. I'm so the first away. one. I'm walking away from you. The first ever coach to be thrown out arguing with a Robo umpire. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, you didn't see this one? Nope. Yeah, he got thrown out for arguing with. A ball and strike call. Wait a minute, is this the same as when Albert Pujols was uh, at ESPN and he's like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm Albert, I'm not a machine. Why didn't you kill them, Albert? Yeah, no, but this, 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 um, this manager, former Red Sox and Mets player Frank Viola. No, it was not Frank Viola. Frank Viola. Yes. Got tossed for arguing a strike call from a robo umpire. Jared, this is supposed to be the same technology that. Wimbledon uses to call a ball in or out. I would assume it's the same kind of shit that got Michael Phelps that one awesome gold medal in that relay race. Not bad. Arguing with the machine. This is Cubs versus the computer. Marshall versus the machine. Henry, uh, John Henry. I was about to say Henry Aaron, but he he just, he might still argue against his like printer. But a great moment. A great moment. It th- unfortunately. There's an actual umpire that's just standing there and like makes the call. So you argue with a human being. It would have been so much funnier if it was like an iPad that you just came and screamed at. What, what's uh, what's the guy's name for IBM? Um, Watson. Watson. They're arguing with Watson. Have you ever seen the South Park where Stan? He's on the broomstick and it's an, it, he has the he's controlling an iPad on on a go kart or on a RC kart. Jordy, tell me your second one is the one I'm thinking of because I want to sucker punch you for it. Yeah. So. So, no. they, so they have a new rule Fuck. in the in the in the Atlantic League. So basically, Jared, you know this, and you're upset about it, and I'm, I'm glad you are because I'm the jury's out for me. It's in, theoretically, it's very interesting, but I think I don't like it. <laughs> so if, if a ball is ever, no matter the count, no matter if the batter swung or not, the ball ever gets by the catcher, the batter can steal first base as if it was a drop third strike. The rule came into play for the first time this weekend. The ball got past the catcher, the batter decided to run, and he reached first base aboard with a stolen base. So, my question is, is it a tag or is it a force out? I would think it's a tag. 
because it's a stolen base. The reason why it's intriguing to me is that it forces a catcher as well as the pitcher to catch the ball and pitch to catch to, to play their position at all times rather than when rather than when there's no base runners on to then just you can throw a, a little bit more of a waste pitch curveball you can throw a little more of a in the dirt changeup that's the only reason why it's intriguing to me it's crazy because it's completely changes the fabric of of an at bat and how all that works and and thus you can't, as a pitcher, use that strategically of having a changeup that drops in the dirt that your catcher, especially in a minor league that may not be the greatest fielding catcher ever, and hence why he's in the minor leagues for however long he is. Um, but to see this actually come into play, because it takes a lot of cojones to try to pull something like that off, and you did it. Good on you, minor league player, for actually stealing first base. So why do you hate it? <laughs> I started my career as a catcher. Yep. Not very well. I know that. I, I, I don't even... When I saw that, I had quadruple took. Yeah. I also thought I might have been having a stroke It was a like a 1-1 one, one count, yeah, too. It wasn't like, like it was 1-2 and... I'm like... And you can, like, fake that you swung you at it. fucking... Kidding. Because that was like that going back to high school baseball, that was like a play if you knew their backstop was back and like he threw the curveball in the dirt. Went, Strike three, oh, don't touch I, it. Go. I swung, I swung, I'm going. Like that was a play. Like I I don't like it because Are they too skilled no, to be able no, to do no, this? No. I think it cheapifies the game. I think no. it makes it ticky tacky. I, I really do. I think You're trying to you're trying to manufacture moments, yes. in other words. And I yeah. think well you talk about more streamlined baseballs. Sure. You're talking about you can you can still at will. You're talking about okay, robo umpires. I'm not totally against because we as human beings miss calls. Oh yeah. As an umpire and there was initial myself, I miss calls. I used to be anti robo umpire, and I was sent an article that shows. But the some of the calls, dude, Jesus Christ. The actual percentage. Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez is one. The actual percentage that they miss is way higher than I thought mm-hmm. it was. I thought it was like uh, 5% they miss it. It's like 15 to 20. I- and there's bias towards players. There's some, There's. I don't want to pull race in this, but there is some. There is a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. There's enough to no, there think is. that there is a umpire's bias. There is. And, yeah. and I think, however... There's the human element to the game. And I'm not saying, oh, there's a union and these guys have livelihoods and shit like that. Like, no. that's officiating is officiating for a reason. Right. I personally You feel need to go all in or one not. way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the theme of the night. It's two extremes, one way or the other. Um, I just think in our generation, here I am, 60-year-old Jared coming out. I know we're in a situation where you and me are sitting here right now watching a 58-inch color TV, clear as can be. Think about it like when we were growing up and we had those TVs where we were like, what the fuck's that? Like, it's, it's blurry. There was no HD. But in our, we want the consumption. We want everything 100% right. We can't go with errors. We can't go with this. We can't go with that. We're so reactionary as a society. Tell that to the, uh, speaking of English soccer, the hand of God. Love that face, but I think I think for me I look at it differently because I am an official, sure, and no official capacity, sure. I make mistakes, and I will be the first to admit that. 
Jim Joyce, or not Jim Joyce. Um, no, Jim Joyce is the Orlando Galarraga guy. I'm also thinking of the guy that also did Elizabeth, or not Elizabeth, um, Jonestown. That whole situation. That's yeah. We're not going to talk. Yeah, about we don't that. need. We need. We don't yeah, need. exactly. That's what I was thinking because yeah. his name was Joyce. Yeah, we don't, we don't yeah. need to jump into that. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, but you know, him. talk is another is another episode that's probably a couple years down the line. We can talk about Se- the Masons Se- finally. Season ten of of the bullpen card. He got fucking death threats. Yeah. Because of that. Oh yeah. There was a couple weeks ago. I forget what game it was. Guy got death threats. It's like, dudes, dudes and dudettes. Putter dad, knock it off. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm upset with the fact of I believe it cheapens the game. Are we still talking Robo Ump or are we talking stealing first? I'm stealing first. Okay. Robo Ump, in certain situations, I do enjoy the call being overturned. Sure. Because that can turn a game. But with stealing first on whatever count, it could be O and O, and the ball gets past the catcher. And depending on the backstop, it could be like a backstop we had. Sure. If, think of our backstops at our league. We have Francisville, which has sure. a curved upper lip. I mean, that's that's baseball in general, is yeah. that you don't have to have I a set. I, you don't have to have a set. Out of play area, you don't have to have a set wall, even though so are stadiums then built differently, so you can't have it. It could be that. I mean, you could have a you could have the short the short bench there, or you build you build the material out of brick because the ball bounces more off of it, as we've learned. I mean, I don't know, man. I think I don't don't think it's I don't think it ever makes its way to Major League Baseball. I think though, it's an interesting exercise of thought of thinking you're actually making the catcher. In all, let's say there's 150 pitches thrown by your pitching staff, that he then has to, or she, you know, we mm-hmm. can see. It could happen. That show pitch, that could happen in real life. It really could. I'm not being sarcastic. Um, you're making the catcher actually do, you know, do their job for every for everyone. Because there's a lot of times, and I'm sure you've had those, of the, a pitch where there are no base runners, that you just let it roll by. Oh, and I've also been a pitcher myself where I yeah. throw in a gahoff. Fuck. Yeah, you know it's a it's a bouncing curveball and it's a it's a zero and two count. The batter lays off. Yeah. You see it and you kind of throw your glove at it. You see it a million times in baseball. You know to actually say, all right, hold on. You know, do your job. That's the intriguing thought that I at least thought of there. Yeah. It's really weird to see, and if you've seen the video, which it's a classic minor league where there's only one camera angle, so it's and may or may out. not be a Sasquatch in the outfield. There could be. There could be. Um, I was about to make another Mets, Mets uh, July joke of them, uh, their one team burning their outfield, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh-uh. But yeah, it's a cla- like it's weird to see it's one one count. You hear, and the announcers don't even know what the hell's going on. But it was worth it. It's worth talking about in that in that exercise of discussing and thinking about it. But I don't think it's ever going to make its way to Major League Baseball. I hope and if it, not. And if it if it gets close, if it gets to Triple A. Then that's you really gotta gotta wonder what that. And there's going gonna on. be fucking theme nights at the Wazoo. But I do think if it, just to play devil's advocate, if it ever does make its way up, it would probably be the. In, if we're looking at a line of rules that get put into place mm-hmm. for those that do really hate this, it's probably the like 25th right now of yeah. rules that Rob Manfred's going to install. You're going to see pitch counts before that. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to see. T- I would think you see ties in baseball before that. I, personally, I think because one rule that came into mind for me was 
you have to pitch to at least three batters as a reliever. Yeah, they, yeah, they and really I like rule. that a lot. I like that rule a lot too. I know there's a there's a lot of a lot of our friends do not like that rule. Blow me, whoever yeah. you are, the the male or female. The one the one is that takes away the specialist. Oh, get I the hate fuck the specialist rule. The specialist is I get it, and there's absolutely science behind it. Pitch with one baseball for the whole goddamn game, and then yeah. tell me about specialists. Yeah. Oh man, old There's man that. yells at cloud. That's very old. Wow, man. that was very old man. Yells at cloud. That's my dad. Hand, that's my dad saying, "I'll give you, I'll give you a twenty dollar bill if you don't lose a golf ball for the round." Yo, yeah, that's a that's Army George. Me and him, we had, yeah, a, we had, a, had moment. a moment. We had a moment right in front of his bench. We did. We did. Yeah. Um, another story for another time. Yes. Uh, but let's move into oh, well, we'll actually, to the beer corner first. Please. I have a, I have a good, it's actually kind of a bleacher creature too. So it's called. The polygamy porter. How you doing? So the Jared, this beer is oh, oh this beer, can you guess what state it's from? Utah. You're right, it's from Utah. Do you know what state banned it? Utah. No! Utah <laughs> lets them sell Damn it. it. Damn it. North Lost. Carolina. North Cadillac? Yeah, they don't like that the, the word polygamy is in the name of the beer. I don't has like nothing, that. Has nothing to do with polygamy. I don't like it. Has nothing to do with Mormons who notably do not drink alcohol. Dum, 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 dum. Yes, exactly. The book of all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. How you doing? Yeah, apparently it's a... I have not tried it. I heard this news story that North Carolina banned it. Simply for having the word polygamy in it, because polygamy is illegal in the state of North Carolina and in most states in the United States of America, they banned it for that reason. I just want to try it now. Yeah, now I want to try it. I, I want to go take find it to North Carolina beer. and try it. Yeah, that, yeah. The do you get arrested? That was the postul. That was the postulated question. It's banned in that state. If I drove in from, if I drove from Virginia well, to, North, to North Carolina, first off, it's interstate trafficking. Taking Actually, that's illegal too. Yeah, you're right. Af- that's it's double illegal, yeah. and you can't have double jeopardy, so you're good. Ooh, Jared, Jared the lawyer. <laughs> Guys, if you ever need help, find Jared there. Don't, and if you ever need don't. a bookie, go to our friends at Schneckbook. Oh. Use the code Ravage as a uh, football is coming back oh to God. save yourself from. Logan taking a lot of your money because he he takes a lot from the overhead. But we have the Schneckbook questions of the night, Jared. Okay, but These I co- I will I will bef- you know putting us into the Schneckbook questions. Yes, I I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Natter Days. Oh yeah, before we get into the Schneckbook and I mean questions. this goes right into our what like, great strawberry lemonade what natural lights. If you haven't tried Natter Days yet, Oof. oh my god, what a great! It does not taste like natural light. It's developed it tastes by the, like strawberry lemonade. It does. It tastes like. Remember Skippies? Mm-mm. I've never seen you ever had a Skippy? Yeah, I have had Skippies. They're they're peanut buttery. No, oh no, the Skippy drink. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right, go go Google it's it. It's not a transfusion. You're, it's more alcoholic than a transfusion. Oh Christ! You get you get fucked up on on Skippies. Anyway, but the Natter Day, very the nice beverage. Yeah, good cold. On it the tastes beach. like a it tastes like Country Time Lemonade, which is a component of the Skippy recipe. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes. Um, oh my God, it's delicious. Questions, please. All right, so these come from the the two other co-hosts on the on the podcast feed. We'll start with Maddie D. No, we won't. Well, there's only one question from Greg, so, Fuck. All so right. that's why I want to start from God. Maddie. He's damn a few. The first one is simple: Yelich or Bellinger. Oof. Now, I will have to say I do appreciate Fox and what they did at the All Star game, having them both mic'd up at the same time. I thought it was cool talking. As the plays were going on, thought it was awesome. 
It's a very hard question. You have the Dodgers, so it's always warm. And then you also got a guy that essentially plays in a dome. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Bellinger. I'm going to go with Yelich. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, next one. We talked about it a little bit. Why are arms the talk of the trade deadline and not batters? Is it an analytics move? Are pitchers more difficult to find? Hmm. I think that when it comes to baseball, pitching is the number one thing you need. Yes. Because... If you have somebody that can understand what batters do, can understand their tendencies, we're throwing a piece of lumber at this little white ball. It's like playing golf. You can hit it like I hit it and put it into just... Or if you're a good hitter, you understand how to hit a pitcher. But if you're a pitcher and you can look at a guy and be like, Jordy's sweating. I look what his foot's doing. It's like a quarterback in football. You see tendencies. So I'm going to go with arms. Yeah, so to answer his question, I think the reason why the talk of it is going back to that Royals talk we're saying when they they made the back end of the bullpen so much more important and having that premium versus the have-nots that make the playoffs. I think that's a big reason why you want to literally turn it into an arms race. Um, And I think another part of it, too, is that the the bench bat became this waiver wire, waiver trade deadline deal. For so long it was, even before the second wild card was introduced. And I think it's still kind of in that position that those those trades will, those trades yeah. will quietly come through. And I think acquiring the big-name closer, just yeah. like the big-name whatever player for whatever sport insert here, for a trade, whether it is a big-name starter, big-name outfielder, big-name goalie, forward in hockey, a big-name guard in basketball... The NFL trade deadline. It's not really a yeah. huge thing, but if there is a big move, it, it makes a big splash. I just think that it, it makes the bigger splash because of that. And batters, unless it's a guy that they that a team knows isn't going to resign, they have no interest in trying to ship them off because they still have them. They can try to run it back, coming back to the Colorado conversation. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to do that, and pitchers are so much more on the move that it just takes a good pitching coach, like you were talking about with the Pirates, to find that groove that they can... They trust their pitching coach a lot more than they do. Yeah. I would... Not that hitting coaches don't have a don't have an important part of the, of the team, but I feel like working on your craft, coming back to what you're talking about, is just so much more important with pitchers. And to answer the, the more difficult to find, I would say yes, because... It takes a certain situation to work. With batters, you can plug and play so well, and you've seen so many teams be able to do it. So I think that's why a lot of teams just aren't as willing to let them go because... It's a commodity. It's a huge commodity, and because you can just roll it back at the beginning of the next season. Um, kind of off that same that same. What else we got from note, the bag? Uh, do GMs not want to sign free agent pitchers rather than trade... Uh, do GMs not want to sign free agent pitchers, but rather trade for better contracts? So I think this is in reaction to the Keuchel, the uh, Kimbrel, all that sort of stuff. I, I personally feel that's just greed. Yeah, there's a, there's a to, lot to, that to comes into aspect. it. And I think there's something that's going to happen. I, don't, I hope it's not a labor stoppage. But I it's, fucking would hope that that's more important than a goddamn steal in first base. Yeah. No, that, I, I, 
Yes, again, come back man to that. Yelling at Cloud. That's not again. That's like that stealing first base. There's a lot more prevalent things. The Atlantic League, yes, they've partnered with with Major League Baseball, but I don't think Major League Baseball is going to take a unless they really figure their shit out. I don't think it's going to happen. Huge. Um, talking bigger picture from Matt, are MLB super teams still a thing? I say yes. You saw the Dodgers last year. Granted, yeah. they didn't win the World Series. The Yankees effectively are, even though their pitching staff is forever. The Red Sox are. Yeah. I mean the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs. The Cubs have been. They just haven't been back to the 2016 Cubs. I mean the Strohs. Yeah, the they're Astros. Quietly. A I mean super the, team. the interesting point that you get with that question is that there are teams that are actively tanking right now, mm-hmm. so teams can acquire assets very quickly. Um, granted, there's a luxury tax in baseball, yeah. so there's there isn't as much of the ni- the late '90s Yankees that yeah. build up and all that stuff, which I think is where the spirit of Matt's question comes from. And Matt, please let me know where I'm wrong. Uh, but I think yes is the short answer. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go over to Greg. Oh, before, how you doing? Before we answer the last two questions, is Bryce a likable baseball superstar? So this question came up. I listened the other day to 97.5 The Fanatic here in Philadelphia. Um, I prefer it out of the two stations. Yep. Uh, less South Philly. But that's my take on it. New home. New home for me. So you have Brash, not married, just married Bryce. Mm-hmm. And Bryce signed a new contract, pregnant wife Bryce. Mm-hmm. I personally believe Bryce is getting an unfair take with what he's doing. I had this argument with the guy on the train today. It wasn't an argument. Ryan Howard struck out a lot. Oh, yeah. Ryan Howard missed a lot. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when you have a power hitter who's an outfielder who's 26 fucking years old. Left-handed and can't hit left-handed breaking balls. Forearms are bigger than my thighs, and I got tree trunks. Yeah, I think so, Bryce Bryce is not as brash as he was. I think he needs to become more. He's to me, and I thought this from the beginning, the modern day Pete Rose here in Philadelphia. That's actually a pretty good take. And Pete Rose, I think, said something similar mm-hmm. coming into the season. I think he, he is. He needs to be. He's a face of the fucking city. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that. And, and Greg's question comes from a piece of review he did with Dave Portnoy at Barstool. That he showed some personality and it really and hazy. With hazy Kevin Hayes, there too. New, Don't new forget Philadelphia him. Flyer. Uh, we're we're gonna loop back to that too. That the whole Portnoy thing in my opinion. We're gonna loop back. to Sure, that we can do that. We can do that at the end. No, but it, so he was loved in Washington, mm-hmm. and that's why they were so hurt when he left. Mm-hmm. We were so excited to have him, mm-hmm. but a year ago we didn't like him. Exactly. The oh. thing that happens with the, the weird thing with Bryce Harper yep. is that. And I think it's you need to get to know him. He either needs to be on your team or you need to be in the media. Because I remember a year ago, the Phillies played the Nationals on, on Sunday Night Baseball. And Matt Faskersian, Jess Mendoza, and A-Rod spent the entire game talking about Bryce Harper. When the Nationals took over, the Phillies were leading until the seventh yeah. inning and classic Phillies bullpen blows the lead. When they took over, it sounded like the, the they were the Nationals broadcast team. They were so excited for it. It wasn't even Bryce Harper that hit it. Yeah. Reese Hoskins hit a home run, and they're talking about Bryce Harper's swing. I think the media loves him. 
or the the national media loves to talk about him because he's a face of baseball, not yeah. just even the Phillies or the Nationals at the time. They love because they get to know him, and we've gotten to see him in Philadelphia, and we've gotten to know him here. And if he ever were to leave, if he's still playing baseball in 12 and a half years and was to go to the Yankees or to the, even back to the Nationals or the Cubs or whoever, uh, whoa, injury on the soccer field as we go to or, or Portland. Um, I, it's a weird – you hit the nail on the head that he gets a weird – he got kicked in the head. Yikes. It's a tough hit. Oh, no, no. I, I hate to interrupt you, but bonk! Oh, my God. That's – yeah, he's, he's – oh. oh. Jesus Lord. Uh, really bad radio here. Guy got back kicked on a weird Jesus Lord He's in this Portland Orlando cold. soccer game, but wow! To answer the question, yes, I think he is. But the bad shake take that you made is absolutely correct because there's such a weird portrayal mm-hmm. nationally, and you see that with superstars in general. And I think I don't know if that's just two thousand the two thousands in sports because I feel like LeBron's certainly seen that. People, LeBron's not on your team. You don't like LeBron. Yeah. There's Tom Brady, Peyton don't Manning. Don't look at my lemonade. Then you have my lemonade. And I'm like, I like that lemonade. Yeah, exactly. I like that natter day. Yeah. But so, I think yes. I think Bryce needs to be brasher. I think Bryce needs to take a stance. And I think right now, the, he he doesn't want to offend the city with anything, but I think he needs. I think he needs to come to the point like. Well, he started. To, you see the passion come out yes. during these games, and I think he doesn't want. He and you know, obviously in his rookie area that that's a clown question, bro. You had all that stuff when he was a teenager yep. and he's so young and all this different stuff. Um, I don't know if it's he's now going to be a dad and all this stuff, so he wants to be more mature. I don't know if it's that. I think though. People in Philadelphia certainly like him, and the ones that don't didn't like him in the first place and didn't want to change their opinion. Marlboro Township guy got kicked in the head. Oh yikes! But the people who the I don't the people who change their mind on him and say they're paying him too much or anything like that oh, or he strikes out too much. Look at look at Reese Hoskins, but look, look at, at what Ryan he's Howard to the city. Exactly, we talked about it at the top of the show. He's brought a lot of attention to the team, something that the Phillies desperately needed, yep. something that I talk about that the Flyers yep. desperately need in this city, that the Sixers, Eagles, and Phillies are are taking a lot of that market share. And Bryce Harper's a lot of the reason why the Phillies are still in that conversation yep. because the Sixers really have, have surged back in terms of the, the fandom. The union are getting more popular. Soccer and MLS yep. are getting more popular in this country. Um, but yeah, to answer Greg's question, I think yes – and he said, it, you, know, "You, his comment was in the pizza review. Saw, the, got to see the side of him that I've never really got to see before. I think part of that's just because he's never been on the Red Sox, so you don't really get to see that. We mm-hmm. do. I mean, I want to quote it at you, Greg. It wasn't a clown crush question, bro. Yeah, it was not a clown question, bro. The actual clown question oh. was a really bad question. Mm. For those that don't remember, Bryce Harper got asked because the Nationals were playing in Toronto if he was going to be drinking because he was 19, and Bryce Harper responded as such." Um, He's so, also Mormon. So Matt's last two questions are both trade deadline related. We talked about it a little bit as yep. we went through teams. Who is the best trade deadline arm? I, I, I honestly cannot answer that. I think it's Will Smith. I think reliever. It might. I don't know if Kirby Yates is getting traded out of uh, out of San Diego. Yep. Madison Bumgarner might be able to make an impact. Uh, he might be a big, a huge deal. It's not like Justin Verlander when he left the Tigers, yep. though. Um, and then. Little predictions that Matt wants us to make. Who are the surprising sellers and buyers at the trade deadline? 
Hmm. Is this like a hypothetical or really is going to happen? We can do both. I mean, we can we can have a little bit of, of fan fiction or or not. I mean, I think a surprising seller that comes out of nowhere might be. I think the I think the bigger surprise is how much San Francisco lets go. I think that's okay. probably the big storyline on selling, buying. I think it might not be surprising, but I think we see the most buying action out of a team. I think we see a lot out of Milwaukee. I know they're they're being thrown out of there. I don't know if the, again. I don't know if it's a huge surprise. I was about to say St. Louis, but that's not in their that's not in their franchise history to go out and buy guys. So I'm going to say Milwaukee probably makes the biggest, and that it's surprising probably because okay. of of the options out there that they make the bigger splash than the Braves, the Phillies, even the Dodgers. They make bigger splashes there uh, on the AL side of it. I you know. I, I think a big I think surprisingly I would say Tampa Bay is the big buyer. Not okay. normally a buying team. Uh, they're a team though that needs to maybe get a few more runs across. They stay pat with their pitching staff. Uh, and surprising seller at this point, I would have said Cleveland two weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to say Texas because Texas okay. is still right in there, but they're they're quickly slipping, and I think they're going to they're going to start trading off guys because I don't I don't think they're going to stay above 500 for very much longer. All right, so if we're looking at the NL for me, if I'm looking at a surprise buyer, I'd be surprised if the Mets bought anybody. Yeah, that's a good one. I I almost went with them. I just think they're they're so far out yeah. of it. It's it's um, very much. It's it would be a huge surprise. As for that's a, like a plus. That's like a plus one thousand. As for a seller, I mean, if I wouldn't be surprised at Colorado. Um, I'd be surprised if that's a good that's a good surprise though because it would be uh, huge because they have so many good offensive yeah uh, assets they could sell that they could if they are selling any of them that's a they're gonna get a king's ransom for they're not trading Arenado they, they, they just signed him to a, they just resigned him to a huge deal but if they were to say like come get David Dahl mm-hmm. you know we're we're accepting offers for him we're accepting we're not accepting offers for Charlie Blackman certainly not for Nolan Arenado David Dahl. Um, I'm just pulling up the rest of their roster too of like guys that you could say would be flying off the flying off the handle. Um, yeah, but that's a really good call. Jim. All right, we'll go over to the AL. Um, surprising buyers. Ian Desmond. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would be surprised if I saw anything. You know, I'm skewed over here. I'd say the Astros or the A's. I'd be surprised if they bought anything. At the deadline, I mean, for the most part, really stacked, solid teams. Yeah. You know, the A's, the Astros, the Angels. Go with the three A's. The yeah, A, the- I, I'd be very surprised the A's bought or the Angels bought. Yeah. The A's, I'd be surprised too because it's Billy Bean. Yeah, he he's done it before, and I, I don't know if that makes him testy to ch- to try to try to put his toes back in the water there. Um, but he, you know, he obviously builds an analytics. The Astros, I wouldn't be surprised if they okay. build a team because they they do that. They actually go out and acquire an extra starter to be a long term relief guy or a, a you know long relief guy or a, a a guy who's normally a starter that they get they bring off the bench or plug and play him in. Maybe not necessarily platoon, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be totally surprised there. And then if we're going with sellers, I'd be surprised if we saw anything. Because you really haven't heard anything. They're very m- middle of the road this year. Maybe the Blue Jays. 
I wouldn't really see anything from them, or yeah. or I would probably go with uh, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit is the bigger would be a bigger surprise. Yeah. I feel like Toronto. There's a couple guys that they're going to throw out. Marcus Stroman. I feel like is basically he's gone. Um, I know. I I'd like to see him in a Phillies uniform. I know a few people aren't necessarily in agreement, but I think he'd be mm. a good addition, especially given the starters the Phillies have currently. Mm. Who? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. May I go back to my Portnoy point? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear your thought on so, it. So the last couple of days, I follow Barstool. I follow President Presidente on Instagram. I don't like the fact he's trying to say, you know, I want to bring Philly up. I'm the captain of Philadelphia. Things that's like that's his whole shtick. Though, I, and I, I get that, but that's like me coming in from Pittsburgh and saying, oh, I'm the captain. Look at me. I am the captain now. That's I would his never shtick though. I, I yeah. don't care if it's a shtick. It's like yeah. I get it, but if it's going to be your shtick. Don't bring in Bryce Harper. Don't bring in Kevin Hayes. That's, that's like, the whole Team Portnoy thing, though, that they do yeah, at Barstool. Yeah, that's been a thing for – I forget how – I think – I don't know if it's when they first did – command when the HQ started, when, when Barstool really – when they got bought out. Yeah. And, they, and, and this they really is nothing against Barstool. Let's put no, it no, no, we both it, love it, Barstool. It, it, we, we both are big chicklets guys. We make a absolutely. lot of references to it. Uh, pardon my take, foreplay, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I just – to me, it's like – I've talked about it on podcasts I listen to with him. Don't make shirts – don't do all that. I mean, you look in the command center here. There is more Pittsburgh shit. I, oh, yeah. I even put the flag. The flag is now proudly. I think the Team Portnoy Phillies one has been around since Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. And again, it's like it's that's oh, a no, big. Oh no, I'm talking about the Philly with the C and the Portnoy on the back. Yeah. Oh, like, the yeah, the Philly is Philly is Portnoy country. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan. I I, I think it, I won't say it's crass, but I just it's very distasteful in my mind because I would never go to another city. Regardless of my fandom or whatnot to it, the Team Portnoy crowd is very and I love you know Dave. Mm-hmm. But before Barstool originally came to Philly, I've been reading it since I was in high school. Yeah. Um, so it was originally Boston and New York. Yeah. Boston was the only one I read until Philly, and it was Philly and Boston. I've read yep. Dave forever. So there's a there's people that are in that same mm-hmm. mindset that are only Dave. They only want the hits, yeah. and that's a lot of you know we don't need to dive into the. No, anything no, on, no, no, on no, 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 no. itself, but there are a lot of people that love Dave and love that, and I feel like it's a, it's a. I mean, frankly, in, in business terms, it's a good marketing play. Oh, to have. absolutely if is. If there's, because we're talking about it. A, we're talking about it, but B, on on just who's buying the shirts. If people are buying, and there's demand for it. By all means, go for it. I get the sentiment of that it could be crass or what it is, but you know what? Good for you, Dave. I'm glad that he comes down. That he came down and has done a couple reviews because the first one he did when he did Lorenzo's was mainly just to make fun of was to oh, make fun and of he Alshon threw Jeffrey. The pizza. Yeah, go. Yeah, throwing the pizza. That's to make fun of Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. So good for you that you're coming down and, and taking it serious because the PMT guys came down when the draft was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the foreplay guys have come down and played some of the courses around here. And, and you got so a nice be, shout out the other day from Riggs. Yeah, I, I did get reinstated by Riggs uh, at the breakfast tournament that we played at Gulf Mills, mm-hmm. uh, and Trent and Foreplay itself. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was uh, all three that. of them, nice. and I doubt any of them listen, but the offer still stands. If they want to play, Gulf Mills is open. How you doing? Yeah, the assistant pros are big stoolies, as am I. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was just just my thoughts. No, no, no. And I, I'm you know again, I'm glad we we got to talk about it, especially because yeah. that was part of Greg's mm-hmm. reasoning for asking the question. Um, but Jared, anything else as we wrap up now? Big. This has been a fun megapod. I mean, it has been. I don't think we've ever gone two hours on a pod yeah. We're at one forty-five right now. All right. I mean, I can say. I mean, it sucks that it's uh, 
three softball games in 11 weeks. Yes, it does. Um, it's just been a very interesting time here in Philadelphia for whatever reasons. Good, bad, indifferent. But it's I funny that it's only Thursdays that it rains. Oh, Christ. It's not always sunny in Philadelphia, folks. Don't let it fool you. Uh, but no, I mean, it's we are in a weird weather pattern. Uh, it's going to go up to 100 on Saturday. Uh, might be like 115 with the heat index. So I'll be running at some point. So I might die. So this might be my final farewell. So bon voyage. Well, glad, ha- glad to have you on. Uh, dude, it's been uh, great. You can have the command center. Um, all right. And all take the that, license that, plates on the wall. Take that as uh, as your last will testament. Hey, <laughs> we'll keep recording that. I mean, it, it's. I just think you know, I gotta say on the on the essence of time as well. Mm-hmm. Not the longest. Greg and I once did like a two and a half hour. Ooh, pod. one day. One day we'll do yeah. a round. Ra- we should do a round table. Yeah, we could. I mean, you, me, when Greg next comes down, we could do. We could get something going for a bit. If we could do it on the roof without the wind, that'd be excellent. Yeah, that, that, that we that, need to get yeah. like a tent or something on your roof to do it up there. What are we gonna get the blue tent like in the NFL when we're injured? That could work. That could work. Or a head <laughs> or like headsets where we're like this talking. Exactly. No, um, I, I I think it's I'll leave it at this. Um we'll see what happens with the Buckos and the uh your Philadelphia Phillies here this weekend. Uh we'll have a little bit of fun with it. We got the the mayor's bet going on. I mean, we can't we can't do that. I'm at least out of the two of us. I own jerseys for both teams, so I mean, we can't even do a jersey bet. Jordy's being a degenerate, and I think winning money right now. I am. Derrickson Pro Far, huge home run. Oh, huge home run for the for the uh, Athletics right now. They're up three one. Yeah, so I had him on uh, on Daily Fantasy. Glad we got to do it, Jordy. It's been a while. I appreciate it you has. as always. And uh, wrap us up, bro. Yeah, as uh, you know, we said at the top. But thank you, first and foremost, Jared, for having me. Always. At the command center. Uh, we're guests we'll get it. Joe P., Lauren, Mike, and uh, Cooper. And Cooper the dog. Uh, thank you to them. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, follow us uh PodCoin, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. I'm going to check reviews that are new and give shout-outs. Hopefully, now that I have an income again, I can get get some merch, and we can maybe do a little raffling of stuff. That's a Greg Piatelli idea, so, so you know it's golden. Wow. Um, yeah, but you so, got to bankroll everything. He's not bankrolling anything. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, everything comes from this guy. Um, get that Vanguard money, Matt. Yeah, you know, I mean, I like, you know, the stock gets distributed evenly that way to uh, the only one paying for it. But anyway... Make sure you follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderbolt Sports on Instagram and Facebook. For my man, Jared Barnes, I am Jordy Cannell. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Phils! Stay classy, Philly.